Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody. It is an open forum Wednesday. We have got the Kings. We have got the Hawks. Sacramento opening up a five-game homestand and uh, coming off a big-time win last night with De'Aaron Fox taking over the game in the fourth with 22 of his 37 points, and the Kings win 117 to 115. Open forum Wednesday. We can go in any direction that you want. Uh, DeMar Hamlin continues to make progress. That is the word from a Cincinnati hospital. So that is uh, a very, very positive news. Uh, Still no word on what the NFL is going to do with the playoffs over a week away, seating and things of that nature. So uh, I would think that there would be some word coming out from the National Football League uh, in the near future. But we've got uh, all of that. Anywhere you want to talk about, uh, we can do so. Again, that was an incredible performance by Fox last night, just uh, taking the team on his back with uh, 22 uh, in the fourth quarter. So here we are again, a five-game homestand, all right? And you're talking about a – think about this now. Similar situation, okay? Similar situation as a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago. Coming off a homestand or a road trip, three and three, no problem. You got Charlotte and Washington on the schedule, and you lose both those games. Similar situation. You got a team that struggled in the Atlanta Hawks, but a team that beat you earlier in the season in Atlanta, and you're on the second night of a back-to-back. They were resting. They're waiting for you. And now, can you go out in front of what's going to be a frenzied crowd and go to five games over 500? And again, when you look at the Atlanta Hawks, they're in ninth place right now at 17 and 20, but they have lost four in a row and seven of 10. So what does that tell me? This is a big game for Atlanta because they're in jeopardy of falling out of the top 10 in the East. So Kings better be ready to play tonight. There are some matchups on the floor that you got to be concerned about with the Atlanta Hawks. But when you look at their last four games, they lost to Indiana on the road. 129 to 114. They lost to Brooklyn by a point, 108 to 107. They lost to the Lakers at home, 130 to 121. And then they just lost a double overtime game to the Warriors, 143 to 
to 141. After this game, they have to go to the Lakers and the Clippers before returning home to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. So there you have it. All right. There you have it. The Atlanta Hawks have lost four in a row. They got Trey Young and DeJounte Murray who can give you fits at any time. You got Bogdanovich coming off the bench. So Bogey comes off the bench. DeAndre Hunter, John Collins up front. All right. Don't know who else they're playing up front. But the point is, they have talent. It's not like you're playing shop liver tonight. All right. Let's get to us some phone calls. Eli will start us off here on an open forum Wednesday. Hello, Eli. Thank you very much for uh, joining us here. Hey, Grant. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you very much. Hey, so I think um, I think you're right. This is a similar situation to two weeks ago, except I think this is even easier than then because the game's coming up other than tonight's game, which is really shouldn't be that challenging. But other than tonight's game, the next seven or so are very easy. So this is a, a much easier stretch than the previous yep. one. And they better go. I they do. better have. A, they better have a winning record here. There's there's no excuse yeah. to not have a winning record over the next stretch, in my opinion. I do disagree with you that tonight's game is not challenging. I, I don't agree with you. I think it is very challenging playing on a back to back, taking on a team that's lost four in a row and is coming off a double overtime loss and has two more road games. The Hawks are pointing at this game to get a road win and then beat the Lakers and salvage a couple of games on this road trip. So. I, I think this is a challenge tonight. I agree with you about the rest of the schedule. It yeah. looks extremely favorable. But tonight, I do think this is going to be a very challenging game. It's more challenging than the rest of them, for sure. I only meant in the sense that they are they have a four-game losing streak and they're an under-500 team. But it's yep. still more challenging than the upcoming games. I, I agree with you there. Um, so I was going to ask you, Grant, I called you a week ago and I said, if we can split the next four games, then we'll consider that a success. And right now we're two and one. So we've kind of done that, which is good. Yep. But yep. my here's here's my question. The last three wins, they've been basically by a point, basically on the last possession. And I know you yep. weren't impressed by that Denver win. So would you say that the last three wins have been more of like luck? Or do you think there was it was just the Kings, they gritted it out and they had skill and they deserved those wins? Because I'm kind of conflicted on it. I'm not sure what to think of them. Uh they're a better team than the Jazz, in my opinion. So I don't think last night's game was luck. Uh, I thought the Kings outplayed the Jazz. Uh, I don't think the Friday win was luck. You know, they had a significant lead. They almost lost it. But I, I do think they were very lucky to beat Denver in that second game against the Nuggets because the Nuggets did not play Jamal Murray and they did not play Aaron Gordon. And I think for that reason, that win was very lucky. But the other two against the Jazz, no, I think the Kings are better. The Kings are not a better team than Denver when Denver's at full strength. They're just not. So I think they were very lucky to beat Denver in that second game when they didn't have their starting point guard and their starting power forward. Yeah, I think either way, they, they haven't overwhelmed their opponents recently, which is somewhat concerning. I'd like to see a win by 10 points or more, especially against some of the teams coming up. Maybe not tonight, but you know what I mean? I'd like to see some decisive wins, and we haven't seen that recently. We've seen nope. we've seen nope. either luck or, or, or maybe not. Maybe they, they did perform better than the Jazz, like you said, but hopefully over the next stretch, we'll see that. So, and, and I believe tonight is their first opportunity, or they might actually go five games over 500 yep. for the first time all year. So that's correct. Yeah, it's yep. a big game. They really have a chance to, to separate themselves from the pack, but we'll see if they can make it happen. Yeah, because you got the Lakers, then Orlando, and then uh, back-to-back games with Houston. So 
you know, again, as you said, the opportunity is uh, right there. And then they have really a relatively easy two-game road trip. When I say relatively easy, I'm always looking at the standings when I say that. Know full well that there are no easy games. Boston at Oklahoma City last night was a perfect example of that. Then you're at San Antonio and at the Lakers. So, you know, you got a real opportunity here. There's no question about that. And you have to hope that there are no injuries that could really derail things. You know, if, if Fox gets hurt or Sabonis gets hurt, we know Sabonis is playing with a thumb, but he's still playing. So, to me, he's not even really injured. The, the, if you have either of those players out of the lineup for a significant period of time, your team's going to have a very challenging time winning, ba- winning games. We need to see our bench step up, and I'm not sure why it's been so inconsistent because you can see Malik Monk score 30 points on one night and then like two points yep. or four points or whatever he had. I'm not sure I understand that, but we need to yeah, see. Yeah, it's very puzzling. I know he was questionable. He was questionable for the game last night dealing with an injury, so that could be part of it. But, yes, no, no doubt, it is very puzzling right now. Well, we're about to hit the halfway point of the season, and that's kind of a psychological marker. So I think they'll yeah. they'll be they'll be over 500 in either case. But uh, yeah, if they can make it through the halfway point and be in a strong position, I mean, let's go, let's do this, let's let's make a playoff push and make this happen. Well, I'll just summarize it this way: the Kings really should do no worse than four and one on this homestand. They really shouldn't. There's just no reason for them to lose more than one game, if that at all. They could easily go 5-0. and But to me, anything less than 4-1 and is not a good homestand. Yeah, agreed completely. But, you know, we know what happened last time. So let's, yep. let's not count our chickens. Yep. And you made a good point. Based on their recent body of work, and I'm going to go back to two weeks, all right, I'm going to go back to the road trip, the six-game road trip. The Kings really have – They've been Jekyll and Hyde, so I don't know what team's going to show up on this homestand. I really don't. Well, they've largely been playing 500 ball, right? I mean, they had that seven-game yes. streak in the beginning of the year, and since then it's been 500 pretty much. Yep, very good point. we got to yep. do better than that. You take care, Eli. Good job. Appreciate take it. Take care. All right. Yep. Bye. If you want to come on the program, uh, it's very easy. Hit your hand icon, and we will do it. That's pretty much very accurate commentary on his part. I mean, that's exactly what the Kings have been doing. So I look at this homestand. I think tonight's game is going to be very challenging. Again, I, I'm i looking at Atlanta. I'm looking at their record, how they played, their losing streak. I expect Atlanta to play very well in this game. And then you have the Lakers. You have Orlando. And then back-to-back games with the Houston Rockets. You know, and I'm looking at the Lakers, and it's interesting to me what's going on with them right now. Because, you know, Anthony Davis goes out, and you're thinking, no, they're, they're going to have trouble winning any games. And they did for a little bit. You know, they've now won three or four games, albeit, You know, they're not exactly, you know, the top teams in the league. But the point is, they won at Orlando. They won at Atlanta, a place that Sacramento lost. They won at Charlotte, 121 to 115. They've got Miami coming up tonight. Then they have the Hawks. And then the Kings. The good news is they're playing the Kings on the second of a back-to-back. And you know what that means, right? 
LeBron James at his age, wear and tear. All right. I had read he was questionable for the game tonight. I haven't seen an update on that. So you're getting them on a back-to-back. There's no way in the world you should lose to the Lakers. Then you look at a team like the Houston Rockets. And, you know, the Houston Rockets actually have some pretty good wins this year, believe it or not. And you're playing them on back-to-back games. Does that give Houston any type of an advantage? No, I wouldn't say that. What I am saying about Houston, they're not just a a pushover despite looking at their record. But again, the Kings should win both games against a team like the Houston Rockets. Young team, young teams are going to go through cycles. Young teams are going to look really bad at times. And then at times they're going to go, wow, this team's really on the move and they're starting to play a lot better. And maybe you got to look out for a team like the Houston Rockets. Or if you just want to have fun and you want to look at what they've done and their recent body of work, again, they're a struggling team right now. They've lost, I want to say, 9 of 10, I believe I read. Let's look at their last five games. They won at Chicago. See, here's what I'm talking about. They won at Chicago, 133 to 118. They got blown out at Boston, 126 to 102. Got beat badly at Dallas, 129 to 114. Got beat badly by the Knicks, 108 to 88. And last game lost to Dallas, 111 to 106. All right? There you have it. No reason you should be losing to a team like that. But again, how did that team go into Chicago and beat the Bulls, 133 to 118? They beat Phoenix. Right before the holiday, 111 to 97. They beat Milwaukee, 97 and 92. How's a team like that beat Milwaukee? They beat Philadelphia. How's a team like that beat Philadelphia? They won at Phoenix, all right? I mean, the point is, they beat Dallas earlier in the year. How does that happen? They beat the Jazz when the Jazz were playing very well at the beginning of the year. So, you know, the point I'm trying to make with all of this is – you, you cannot just say, well, we're playing this team. That's going to be a win. Should have learned that two weeks ago. These are games that you absolutely need to put in the win column. I think tonight is going to be the most challenging game of the five-game homestand. I really do. I think this is going to be the most difficult game. You know, the Hawks have very good personnel. They have an all-star backcourt. And the Kings played last night, and they played a lot of minutes. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Open Forum Wednesday with Al. Hello, Al. How are you today? I'm good, Grant. How are you doing, my friend? Everything's good. I'm sorry I didn't get, uh, I didn't call you yesterday. I was kind of letting all, every, all the craziness process and uh, <laughs> with the with the Monday night thing. And, uh, you know, but congratulations to your Giants. Um, how do you foresee the league resolving this thing? Are they going to just... I don't put know. the Super Bowl to one week and play let the because there's so much repercussions. I think I mean, they almost di- have to. But I bet it, but what do you do with what do you do with the number one seeds in each conference? They're gonna have uh, you know, if you're talking about Philadelphia, Philadelphia right. wins this week, they would have three full weeks off. That's not ideal either. But you know, they they're gonna have to figure this out and they're gonna have to figure it out really, really soon, like in the next twenty four hours. What what are your inclinations? Have you 
talk to anybody? My inclinations was in order to have a fair and equitable season, the game between Buffalo and Cincinnati must be played. And if it's going to be played, it can only be played next weekend. Okay. It it can only be played next weekend. So then all of a sudden, you gotta you gotta figure out what what night does ESPN want the game because it's a prime time game for them. You can't have it on Monday night because Monday night is not you you're not gonna have a game on a Monday night with the playoffs starting the following week. So that's out of the picture. Uh, when when are you gonna put the game on ESPN? That's number that's number one, and then you would have to push the playoffs back by a week. And again, if you're a team like Philadelphia, you might say, well, gee, that's great for them. That gives Jalen Hurts an extra week. Three, right. weeks off for an, three weeks off for an NFL team is significant. Okay? Here's the other aspect of that. If, if they make this announcement, well, they would have to make the announcement before the game start this weekend. That could change the way a coach like, let's just say Philadelphia's got a very large lead at halftime. Let's say they're up by four touchdowns, and they would might be inclined to start taking some players off the field because they don't have a game for two weeks. Now with a game in three weeks, you might be more inclined to keep your players on the field because that's too long. You know, so there's all kinds of things that factor into this. Yeah, I've read a lot of theories and suggestions. And, you know, the only thing that makes sense to me is, you know, and I'm with Jeff. I, heard, I listened to the show yesterday, even though I didn't call, and Jeff made a comment. It's two weeks for the Super Bowl's nonsense because the Pro Bowl's a joke. I totally agree with Jeff. I think the game is better. Over the years, you and me have seen a lot of Super Bowls where there was just one week between the your Giants yeah. had one week. Yeah. My Rams when they played the Titans. And you know what, Nate? It seems to me the games are much better because the players don't get so dis- have so much time to get distracted yeah, you, or or deal. But with you have to understand that. something. The multi-billion dollar TV partners of the NFL already have programming scheduled for those weeks. And it's not as simple as just saying, oh, well, we're just going to put the NFL on and take all the programming off. It's very, you know, there's there's a lot of decisions that factor into this instead of just, oh, well, we'll just move the schedule back one week. There's a lot more that goes into it than that. Boy, what a con- man! This is crazy. I've been you and me have been watching this is like sixty years. You you got me by a couple of years because your your beloved dad was taking you and and yep. your siblings to the at three years of age. But man, I, this is unprecedented. I I I I just don't know. I just I, and I understand what you're saying. I guess the buy team would be off three weeks, but on the other side of the coin. You know, maybe, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I don't know if there's a – it'll be interesting to see well, what they what they're they, 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 they can't just do nothing. Something's going to – they're, they're going to have to do something. They can't just have an unbalanced season. And how would you determine the number one seed? So they're going to have to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, they, they do. And there are some ridiculous suggestions that I've heard on the media. that like, that is not going to happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to your Giants and making the making it uh, into the dance, and you know That's Daniel Jones playing so well, and you know they were the surprise team of the year. And you know I, I read something about brother is saying, why are the Giants such big uh, underdogs to the Eagles? Because my brother is he likes what he sees with the Giants, just like me with Dable and how they. I said because Dable 
uh, backtrack. First, she said they're going to play play it out no matter what. And then I think, if I recall, Dable kind of backtracked and said, "Well, maybe I'll I'll rest some guys that, that might need rest." But I wouldn't play cool. anybody. I yeah. wouldn't play anybody this week if I'm the Giants. I wouldn't yeah, play any of my main guys. So thanks, Al. Good hearing from you, buddy. All right, man. Take care. You take care. Yep. Bye bye. Always good having you on the show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get to uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome. You're next here on Listen Up. Hey, Grant. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. I, I watched your show today with Jerry and uh, Rhino. That was pretty awesome. Thank you. Uh, I can't wait till my wife comes home and I'm going to tell her I'm leaning so Well, you're, you're leaning so far one way, you just cut off. So you might, you, you actually probably did lean and you probably just fell. All right, let's get to uh, more phone calls right here with Richie. And then if we can get Jeff back on, we'll do it. Hello, Richie. Welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Hey, I just wanted to get on real quick and say um, I've, I've called you before and talked to you a couple of times about the Raiders, but uh, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but um, like most of your callers, you know, know a lot about the Kings and the players, and I don't know who any of these guys are. So I've been uh, watching a little bit throughout the season and um, your post-game shows, and I just wanted to call and say it's just uh, it's like it's great content, man. I just love it. It's super entertaining. I'm having Thank fun you. watching basketball again. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, and I'm glad that you found me and you found our work. And YouTube has been great for me and. Ryan's having a lot of fun, but, you know, if you could pass the word along, Richie, that would be great because we're building up our audience with each passing week, and I'm really trying to get the word out. So I appreciate you, and uh, thank you very, very much for your comments. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Grant. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye-bye now. All right. Let's get back to uh, see if we can hear from Jeff, who was leaning over, and I think he actually leaned and fell, and that's why he got disconnected. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I got Jerryitis. I said, I yes. can't wait. I can't wait till my wife comes home. I'm going to tell her I'm leaning so far to the left. I feel like I got a flat tire. That was a, there you go, that buddy. Was a, that was a classic Jerryism right there. <laughs> he, he's something else. Hey, I did want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, I don't know if you covered it too much last night or earlier today. I, I was, uh, I didn't hear it on the stream about the turnovers last night. The Kings gave up almost 30 points. Yep. turnovers and they barely scored a dozen that could have really yep. been a bug that could have really been a bugaboo yep 100 percent. absolutely 
And I mean, at one time they had like four straight turnovers. Did you remember that? Was it the third? Yep. I think the third. Third quarter, quarter was the worst. I think they turned the ball over seven times in the third quarter off the top of Matt. I believe it was seven times. Yeah, it was like four in a row, and then Fox said, yeah. with it, I'll take over the game." So what did what did I can't remember when Fox came up with that little fade away, that little elbow, little fade away. You know, it's not a yeah, it's shot. A, it's just a can't really defend away. it. Oh, I mean, you know, I can't remember when he had that shot, and you know, he he usually used to drive to the basket, hope for a foul, and now he's got that little pull up. He's really developed that shot. It's incredible, absolutely incredible, no question about it. So, Grant, last question: Is Brian Dable your vote for Coach of the Year in the NFL? I haven't given it a lot of thought. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not really in the postseason awards. I should think about that. But he's going to be one of the leading candidates, yes. Um, I also think Pete Carroll will be a candidate if Seattle gets in. Yeah, but I, I can see that. But that they there was a – I forgot what show it was today. It was I, actually, I take that back. They can't get in. I'm sorry. Green Bay, if Green Bay wins, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke there. So, But I think Pete Carroll's done a great job. I think Pete yeah. Carroll has done a really, really good job. I mean, think about that team with Geno Smith as quarterback. And I think Geno Smith, by the way, has been an incredible story this year in the National Football League. I think Geno Smith has been one of the top, top stories this year in the NFL. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I was very wrong about him. I was really I, – I, I said they had no chance, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, again – and again, just so the Seahawks fans know – Seattle does win the tiebreak over Detroit based on the head-to-head percentage. And if Seattle wins, okay, if Seattle wins uh, against the Rams, Detroit's out of it. They have nothing to play for on Sunday night. So the division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Green Bay, but Detroit wins the tiebreak over Green Bay based on head-to-head competition. So that's where we're at right now. So currently, Seattle, okay, uh, yeah. Detroit wins a tiebreak over Green Bay based on their head-to-head. So, you know, Pete Carroll, all right, if Pete Carroll's in the playoffs, why would he not be coach of the year? He beat the Giants in head-to-head competition. Could you give Brian Dable the coach of the year over Pete Carroll if they're both in the playoffs and Pete Carroll's team beat the Giants? Well, I look at it, uh, Seattle has those two outstanding receivers, and they got better wep- – right there they got better weapons – to throw to no, no, no. You can't, you can't, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't give a coach of the year based on that. That's, that, that's, that's, they're not going to factor into, you know, who's got better weapon. That's not really what's going to factor into it. I know where you're going with this and I know your analysis is correct, but that's not going to factor into it. I'm just trying to be objective. I'm a big time Giants fan. Okay. The Giants have a better record than Seattle right now. All right. They have two fewer losses, but if they both make the playoffs and the Giants are already in, Seattle might be, then Seattle beat the Giants in a head-to-head competition, albeit it was in Seattle. Do you factor that into that? You know, does that factor into it? Well, I guess some people will, but I, I after a special they had, a, or a, a thing they had on Dable where he's the most prepared. He he does uh, yeah. coming out of the second half, and he's getting the most out of Daniel Jones than anybody well, else. I I just think that the the stuff that the way he coaches, he pumps up his players. Yep. He'll go up to his players and he'll talk to them. 
you know, he just doesn't stand on the sideline like a lot of these well, coaches. He interacts. I'll with tell you this, players. though. To me, no one's done a better job coaching than Kyle Shanahan this year. Okay, he's on his third string quarterback. Okay, well, and they're 12 and four. Who's done a better, seriously, though, who's done a yeah. better job than Kyle Shanahan this year in the uh, NFC? Well, yeah, I guess. I'm a big time 49er fan my whole life. I mean, you know, he's. Uh, I, I Who's guess, done a better I, job than Kyle I Shanahan? Don't, I don't. I don't see it. You know where he pumps up the, the play. He's getting. You know results. what? You you got to stop talking about. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You need to stop talking about pumping up the team. Does Bill Belichick look to you like he's pumping up the team when he's coaching? You got to no, stop it with this stuff, Jeff. It doesn't matter what it looks like to you when you're watching the game. Pumping up. We're not. We're not in grade school here. The NFL is not about pumping up your players. Does Bill Belichick look to you when you watch the Patriots that he pumps up his team? No, no. Okay, never. so don't get that out of your mindset. That has nothing to do with coaching. Right. Okay, well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we're still friends. I mean, we sometimes have different opinion, and you, you always make some great points. and I, I stand corrected, and uh, I, yeah. I think... Yeah, hey, listen... There are times when I stand corrected based on what you say. I mean, I respect your knowledge, but I think you're getting, I think you're on the wrong path with this in terms of coach of the year. Nobody that votes for coach of the year is going to go, oh, gee, you know, he's animated on the sideline like Brian Dable and he gets his team really pumped up and Kyle Shanahan's not animated. No, it's about wins and losses. It's not about how you look on the sideline, Jeff. That has nothing to do with it. And I guess uh, I'm forgetting about the 49ers. Wouldn't they start out uh, two and four? Then they started out two and four. Uh, like well, they lost. They split their first two games, and then they lost one of their next two road games. I can't remember, but he's on his third string quarterback. Think and about that. They've won like minute. nine or they've won like nine or ten in a row. I do know that. You know, I do know that. So I believe they did start out like two and four. I do. Oh, whatever, I do, whatever. They, I know they're twelve. They're twelve and four right now, and that's all that matters. And I, if if I were voting, I would vote for Kyle Shanahan as coach of the year. Right. All right, Grant, I look forward to uh, you on YouTube tonight after the game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, well, I'll be there. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App. All right? Great to have you here. I love the animated discussion. Like with Jeff, and you know me. I, hey, listen, if I know a guy is way off base with his comment, I'm going to let him know. That, that has nothing to do with whether a coach is successful or not. You think Tom Landry looked like he pumped up his players when he used to coach the Dallas Cowboys? He looked like a statue on the sideline, right? I mean, you know, Bill Parcells is different than Bill Belichick, but they're both great coaches, okay? Brian Dable is different than whomever you want to choose, all right? They're, they're, you know, how a coach looks on the sidelines has nothing to do with whether they're successful or not. All right, let's move along to John. Hello, John. How are you? Grant, I'm great. How are you? I am fabulous. Jeff had some good points, but, man, you have great great points as well. As I was going to say, Tom Landry, he stood there with a fedora on it on his head and barely moved the entire game. You saw his team, which was his team, which was the very few coaches that were under Tom Landry. And he had an offensive 
coach, a defensive coach, and a special teams coach. They didn't call them coordinators back then. Nope. Nowadays, they've got a coach for each individual player. They got <laughs> pretty much, you know I mean? pretty much. The game has changed, and you know, time has changed with it. Uh, it sure has. I mean, listen, coach of the year is very difficult because is there really one coach that was just uh, a cut above the rest? No, there's not. You could vote for Brian Dable. You could vote for Pete Carroll if they make the playoffs. You could vote for Kyle Nobody Shanahan. You could vote Sirianni for. Either. That I was just going to say he was, he was the next name. He was the next name I was going to bring up. So you know there are a lot of candidates. All right, man, there is, and it, the whole thing is just the way that the game has changed over time. And Jeff, what Jeff's talking talking about a lot of it. He plays a lot of different fantasy. I noticed yesterday he was talking about fantasy basketball, which I don't, and you don't either. And I respect that because it it um, brings in a lot of different analytics to the game. Because you, you know what I mean. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't play. I don't play fantasy sports. I don't think I ever will. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. I'm not it's in. A I know. You know what? I I get it. I get it. All my kid. I understand. My kids play it. I you know everyone I know plays it. I'm just not into it. I get it. I you know what? I think it's great. I listen. It's fun. Um, you can make some money on it. Uh, it keeps your brain sharp because you're looking at numbers and everything all the time. I think it's great. Hey, you're exactly right, man. I'm on board. I'm on board with that thought. I'm not against it. I'm not hopping on. I'm not hopping into a league and I'm not, but, and actually it's fun to talk those fantasy, the fantasy football, uh, discussions that we had early in the year were super fun. And I wonder, I know that Connor's out. I think Jeff's in. I wonder if any of the guys that we have talked to, since it is Wednesday, I guess we can talk about anything, chime in, Waggus, and all yep. you guys at fantasy football teams. Are any of you in the playoffs? And Because I think this week is, is when it ends. Yeah, so I miss talking to Waggus. I, I, miss, I miss talking to Waggus. He follows all the shows. He's on right now, uh-huh. and um, he, he doesn't call in anymore. I don't know if it's a work-related issue, but I miss chatting with him. But, yeah, that would be interesting to know. So, John, it's always sure. good talking to you, my friend. Um, I hope you can join me on the post game tonight over on YouTube. I think I will. And check it out. If Waggus can hear us, he remembers every show that you ever did. <laughs> yes, he does. All right, buddy. You be good. I appreciate Ryan and Jerry. You guys did an, uh, a kick-ass job today, man. And I can't wait. Thank you. Until uh, uh, Popcorn, Popcorn Jerry, what are we going to call him? The popcorn comment. There you go. The popcorn comment. All right, John. You take care, buddy. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Grant. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls with uh, Trent. Hey, Trent. Good afternoon, Grant. Um, I was in Las Vegas last weekend, and I wasn't able to watch the 49ers and the Raiders. And then I got home from the lengthy road trip that I was on and I heard from my neighbor who's a rabid Raider fan. And he was saying that Tom Brady could go to the Raiders. What's up with that? Now, you know what? That's been talked about for a few years now. Uh, Personally, if Jared Stidham plays the way he did uh, this past weekend, this weekend in Kansas city, he's my starting quarterback next year. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, he looked really good from the uh, highlight reel that I was watching uh, later on after I got home. So, anyway, great show, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, – let's go 49ers this weekend. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. And, yeah, could Tom Brady be the quarterback of the Raiders next year? Yeah, he could. But I, I 
I think it would be unlikely. I really do. All right, don't forget that tonight, right after the postgame show, uh, I am going to be on with Ryan, all right, on YouTube Live. So I'm going to spend a lot of time uh, on my podcast Friday talking about this, but the aftermath of what happened to DeMar Hamlin with the media and how our society covered that event, how they react to that event, is just so overboard uh, and, and monotonous and just, it, it, it's incredible to me. You know, and social media has a lot to do with that. Everyone wants to be an expert. Everyone thinks they're an expert. You know, you have Bart Scott going on ESPN and, you know, talking about an illegal hit by T. Higgins, which is garbage. It was a clean play, you know, and putting the onus on Higgins. And, you know, it's just irresponsible is what it is. It's irresponsible, you know. Then you have the entertainment aspect of what's going on at Fox Sports 1 with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and their act that they pulled this morning. It's nothing more than an act, all right, what happened today. That's what it was. It's to get viewers. It's to get the people to talk about their program. Okay, that was not real, what happened this morning, okay? You think that Skip Bayless and and Shannon Sharp didn't talk before they went on the air? You think they just walked out onto the set and did that? I mean, come on. Come on. It's a joke. It really is. You know, and everyone getting so critical about Skip Bayless, he made a very simple tweet, and at the end, talking about how irrelevant the game was now. Yeah, people didn't want to – and I'm not a Skip Bayless fan, and I don't watch Skip Bayless, and I, I don't care for Skip Bayless. And I understand why his tweet would raise eyebrows. But to cancel the guy over that tweet, like, what's wrong with our society? Okay? You, if you, you know what? If you really want to cancel Skip Bayless, you know how you cancel him? Very simple. Very simple. Don't watch his program. No ratings, no job. That's how you cancel him. If you really want to cancel him, you don't cancel him by demanding that Fox Sports fire the guy. I mean, what kind of society are we living in? Seriously. It's ridiculous. It really is. So I wanted to talk about that today because I just, I just think it's so sad that in tragedy, and let's hope that Damar Hamlin is able to walk out of the hospital eventually. And again, his prognosis is getting better. But I, I just don't understand while we, we are so off kilter over a tweet. You know, Skip Bayless has got a lot of detractors. He says a lot of inflammatory things. And for that reason, a lot of people don't like him. Okay? Even though they don't know him, you know, no one cares that, you know, minutes before he put that tweet out, he put out another tweet saying that he's praying for Hamlin and his family. Nobody wants to discuss that. You know, that it's, it's as if he didn't make that tweet. You know, it's like, it's a shame. If you're going to criticize someone, look at everything, okay? He just put out a tweet a couple of minutes prior talking about how he's praying for DeMar and his family. And yet, people just want to ignore that. And I can't believe I'm on the air defending Skip Bayless, but I am defending him here. 
Because I think what has happened to him is an atrocity. I think it's a shame. I think it's wrong. Okay? If you read the totality of his tweet, you should understand what he was saying. And that the game had become irrelevant. Why is it that we're not talking about that part of his tweet? It's wrong. Our society is off kilter. It is wrong. And everyone, you know, on social media wants to cancel Skip Bayless. Well, if you really feel that way, then don't put on their show. It's really simple. You know what else I know? As of yesterday, when I went and looked at that tweet again, do you know that over 100 million views were on that tweet? Now, think about, think about that for a minute. Skip Bayless, okay, who makes $8 million a year, put out a tweet that had over 100 million views. What do you think that does? I'll tell you what it does. It brings more attention to their show on Fox Sports 1. More attention means more viewers. More viewers means more ratings. More ratings mean more advertising dollars. Okay? So if you really want to cancel Skip Bayless, don't follow him on social media and don't watch their program. It's very simple. But don't know. Everyone's got to be an expert. Everyone's got to go on social media because they want to take their venom out on someone. They see a player who is fighting for their life, and because they can't believe what they're seeing, to make themselves feel better, they've got to attack another individual because they don't agree with how that individual is interpreting what's going on on the field. So let's go attack Skip Bayless because he doesn't make comments that I agree with on television very often. So now's my chance where I can attack somebody in the media that I don't care for. So let's all unload on Skip Bayless over one single tweet. That's America. That's America. Cancer culture, the mob, we can go on and on. That's where we're at. That's where we are at as a society. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Jeff wants to add something else. Jeff, go ahead. I'll let you on for the second time, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Well... Who of anybody else would know how a tweet 
or whatever could be taken the wrong way other than Grant Napier. Come on. I've been you through know? it. I lived through it. I know exactly what Skip's going through. Trust me. I understand. I also had a lot of people supporting me and still have a lot of people supporting me. I saw very little support for Skip Bayless. That would be the only difference. Now, first of all, I'm not on the magnitude of Skip on a national level, but I had an, an immense amount of support uh, during that period of time and still do. Skip has very little support. That's the difference. I, I know. And I'm still waiting for the woke crowd to uh, go crazy over Dan Orlowski, who prayed on the air, mentioned I know. God I saw several times, and, I know. The, and, the, and the other people said, amen. It's grandstanding. And I, 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 yeah, I, I commented awesome on it uh, when it came across the wire. And I'm still waiting for the woke crowd to, you know, to uh, tear him up over that. Well, you know, I, you know what? First of all, I, I wasn't bothered by it, but I was like, come on, really? I mean, is that really what we're doing now? And I've seen right, mostly right. positive comments and mostly praise for Dan. Again, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's kind of corny myself. OK, I don't think prayer is corny. I'm not saying prayer is corny. Prayer is a very important part of society, not only here in America, but around the world. All right. Different religions pray about different things. All right. Whether you are Christian, whether you're Muslim, whatever. OK, we get that. OK. But I just thought that was kind of corny myself. Again, I wasn't bothered by it. If that's something that Dan feels is important to do, that's fine. Personally, I thought it was kind of corny. I thought it kind of brings attention to himself. I just think it's kind of grandstanding. Maybe I'm interpreting it wrong. I thought it was kind of corny. I didn't really care for it, but I wasn't bothered by it. I accepted it due to the nature of what we witnessed on Monday night. But really, you got to go on national TV and, and have a prayer? Is that really where we're at now? I mean, I just think it's kind of silly. All right, we lost Jeff again. Again, if you want to pray, go ahead and pray. I think pray, prayer is great. I have no problem with prayer. I mean, it's a really important part of life. People pray every day about different things. I silently, you know, prayed for DeMar Hamlin, too. I've never met him. I don't know him, but I'm wishing him well. Okay, but you got to go on it. Uh, you got to go on the set of ESPN and conduct a prayer. Really? I mean, I, I guess in that situation, people need to do what they need to do. That's why I wasn't. It didn't bother me to the point where, like, I'm like, really? Like, it, I just, well, I did say really, but it, it didn't. Let me, I don't want to contradict myself. I didn't understand why it needed to be done. If you wanted to pray, Go pray in your meeting room with all of your staff before you wa walk out onto the set. That, that's that to me is how you pray. You don't sit, you know, with three cameras on you on national television and in the middle of a football show do a prayer. Uh, you know, again, I, I just I didn't care for that. Again, I didn't turn it off. Well, I wasn't watching it. I watched it on social media. So I. You know, I probably would have turned it off, to be honest with you. I probably would have turned it off. Matter of fact, I 100% would have turned it off. I would have turned it off. That's my choice to make as a viewer. I would have turned it off. I really would have. All right. Again, don't forget that coming up tonight after the Kings game, I will be on YouTube Live. Hope you can join me. Open Forum Wednesday is always fun. Uh, 
hopefully in the next day or two with the prognosis of Hamlin continuing to improve, uh, we'll get an idea from the National Football League on how they will conduct this final week and what's going to happen with the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. I understand this is not an easy decision. I guarantee you that the NFL has unlaid every single possible scenario on the table. I guarantee you they are in talks with their television partners, their broadcast partners, all of that. Okay? It's not as easy as you may think it is to just say, we're going to move everything back a week. Can you do it? You can do it. But it's a huge undertaking. Huge undertaking. So just keep that in mind. All right? See you tonight over on YouTube. Thanks, everybody. And so long. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.